What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Cut. Sean, Christian, and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fancy football advice. It's Monday night. Just finishing up week 11. Boys, how we doing? Doing great, man. Did uh, pretty good this week in fantasy, except uh, on DraftKings, any decision I let Christian make. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty that, that's where your first problem was. I mean, yeah. you gotta. It's a it's a give and take thing. That's why we need a third person. Just call us both retarded and oh. move on. Yeah, yeah, but I do I do enough of that on here. Yeah, true. Um, so I'm doing well. I'm at a work conference actually. Um, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. I've never been here. Very cool city. If you've never been, go Aces. Uh, I don't even know what that is. UNC. UNC. That's what I figured. Um, but it's a good time. I'm I'm in a hotel room right now recording a podcast. So, so I I understand you had a uh, a parting comment to make about someone. Oh yeah, uh, shout out Will Bowser. Um, we had a nice little hey, Will. talk today, and uh, he he wanted to uh, be on the podcast. I I think so. Um, here's your shout out, Will. I hope you hear this. I hope you listen, and I hope you have a great night. That's all. Yeah, but we're 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 nice that, we're nice guys here on the cut. I, that wasn't yeah. where I thought that would go, but we'll, yeah, we'll when we was brought in, I did not think that was going that way at all. Right. <laughs> so we're gonna go through a. It's just a quick uh, week eleven recap episode here. Um, we're gonna give you the top tens uh, that finished in every position, and we'll give you a couple guys that kind of disappointed. Um, guys that were we were feeling good about going into the week and it just didn't work out. Uh, so as always, uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, shoot us an email at official at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the cut FFL and like and share us on Facebook. Same, uh, same tag there at the cut FFL. And then check out our website, www.officialcutpod.wordpress.com. We should be posting our week 12 rankings here in, in the next couple of days. So uh, be sure to check those out. And uh, if you guys hear some little stuff in the background, my uh, dog that I'm watching for my parents is currently going nuts right now. And I don't know what she's doing, but we're going to get through it. Hopefully you guys don't hear it. Hey, two right. episodes in a row, basically, with a dog is solid. Yeah, right. <laughs> Adopts dog just to put it on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, if you guys don't got anything to add, uh, Randy, you want to read this review that we have in here? Sure. Okay, it's uh <laughs> review is these guys are awesome. My go to for fantasy and sports advice, and it's by Vinny O95. Is that a zero or an O? I, I actually hate Definitely reading this. Definitely not. Well, thank you, Vinny O95, for the, the review, and we will start to try and get more of those <laughs> as we go. If the you know, if we actually do the show doc before five minutes before we record, that'd be. <laughs> Hey, yeah, probably gets into it better. This, this is what happens when we put Randy in charge of it. Hey, I do good if I do it at my actual job. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me to do it on my off day, and eh? not a chance. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and get started. Um, let's get into it here with the week 11 recap. We'll start with the quarterback position. We're going to run through uh, the top 10 of who performed the best. And number one on this list is the Josh Allen. 21 for 33, 256 yards, three touchdowns, also added in 56 rushing yards and a score. Boys, this is most likely a product of getting to play in Miami, correct? Randy will probably say so, yeah. But, I I mean, I don't think Josh Allen's thrown an interception in something like four or five weeks. 
he's been good. The Browns kind of stopped him a little bit, but we've seen that the Browns defense is is coming into its own now, and and I think Josh Allen is is poised for a, a nice little run down the stretch here. Yeah, the last interception that Allen threw was actually in Week Five at Tennessee. He only has uh, seven on the year. Yeah, I mean he's he's been taking care of the ball, which was his biggest concern coming in, into the year, and I think that that rushing ability, like that's what pushed him to the number one spot this week. I love Josh Allen for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean over the last two games, he's had over 500 passing yards which isn't something, especially last year, it's not something you saw very often. He kind of relied on his legs more. I mean, he's still getting done on the ground, but not as much. I mean, he had 56 rushing yards this week, but week 10, only 28. Week 9, only 12. But he is finding the end zone, so obviously that floor is still there. And then Christian talked about it. His his upcoming schedule here is home for Denver at Dallas, home for Baltimore. Uh, While those aren't the best matchups, you can probably still trust him as a streaming quarterback. Uh, for, if you picked him up, hoping for the stretch run, uh, if you're working your way to the playoffs, not a bad idea. Uh, let's move on to number two is, uh, this is just the mainstay. And, uh, I think it's, it's safe to say that this is how it's going to be all the time forever and ever and ever. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 17 for 24, 222 yards, four touchdowns also added in 86 rushing yards. Um, it's kind of surprising that he didn't have a rushing touchdown, but I mean, the last two weeks. He scored 33.42 and 33.48 fantasy points. And the it's not like the Houston defense is the Bengals defense. The Houston's defense, especially the last couple of weeks, has been playing well. It's, it's just Lamar Jackson is that much better. Yeah. He looks he looks full in the form right now. I, it's going to be hard to kind of pick between him and Russ for MVP now. They're both just killing it. Yeah, I mean, I think Lamar has to be the favorite. Yeah, I mean, and there's not there's not really much to say other than like he's an every week start, don't you guys think? But yeah. <laughs> are you guys worried about the matchup on the road in LA? No. Not at all. I think the matchup that I would be concerned about would be San Francisco, but they really haven't looked good against Kyler Murray in the two games that Kyler's played against them and Lamar is essentially a better version of Kyler Murray. Not essentially. He he is definitely a better version. I was gonna say essentially. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I. It's so tough not to have him ranked in like the top two. That matchup scares me a little bit, but I mean, you you have he, to start him. Even if you're scared, it only drops him down to at worst like six. I mean, that's what we're talking here. Right. So the next guy on the list here, uh, sorry, I was doing some counting. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, ended, uh, finished third. He threw the ball 45 times in this one, 424 yards, four touchdowns, and two picks. Um, I, I wish he got more matchups against the Cardinals because he's throwing for eight touchdowns. Um, that, that, that's, he's, only, he's only scored um, 18. He's had 18 touchdowns on the year, so eight of those coming against the same team is nice, but what do you guys like his next couple matchups are home for green Bay at Baltimore at new Orleans. Are you guys fading Garoppolo? Was this the last good matchup you wanted to take advantage of? I'm not sure it's a full fade, but I'm not, he's going to be fringe QB one for me from now on. Uh, this was obviously a tremendous matchup, but once they're healthy, they should be able to run the ball 
and that's what they want to do. So I'm not going to bank on anything like this. But he has looked pretty good the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, 45 attempts is high. Uh, good completion percentage. He, he did complete 34 of them. But uh, Kyle Kyle Shanahan came out after the game and said he he from what he remembers, this was the first time that he's abandoned the run in his scheme just because it wasn't working. And uh, I mean, obviously the pass worked. Um, This was actually a really good game. The fact that Jeff Wilson was that open on the game when he touched down was pretty crazy. Uh, But it's, it's, I I don't know if you can rely on him. I'm probably with you. He's probably at best a top end QB two the rest of the way. Number, Number four on the list, Dak Prescott. 444 yards, three touchdowns, uh, threw the ball 46 times. Now, this was a game where, surprisingly, it was it was a little bit more high scoring than you would expect once once it was announced that Jeff Driscoll was going to start. Um, but I mean, Dak looked really good, and and Amari Cooper was pretty quiet for this one. So it was more Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb, uh, which uh, Christian, I know that. I know you weren't a big fan of Cobb doing, uh, having another productive game, but you have to, it has to be a positive sign for Dak, at least going forward, if he can have a third receiver that, that can put up points, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I think Gallup and Cobb were the two guys that benefited the most from, from Dak this week. It seems like, um, I, I actually don't know where Amari finished in the rankings, but I know he's outside of the top 10 this week, which yeah, he only to, had three for 36. I think, I think that was, yeah, to see, he was on ahead. a pitch count. True. Right. But to see Randall Cobb in the top 10 and Amari Cooper, not, um, it's very odd to me, but Randall Cobb has been getting it done. Um, <laughs> I, I joked the last time we talked about him that he was 50 years old. The dude's not even 30 yet. He, <laughs> He's just seen so many injuries that you never thought that Randall Cobb would get back to his Green Bay form, and it kind of looks like Dak's bringing that out in him, which is really good. It's really good for this offense. Um, Obviously, they had some success on the ground as well, and Cobb was still able to be productive. So I think once Amari comes off that pitch count, um, I don't necessarily know that Cobb gets this much work, but Dak looked great, man. I mean, I don't – I don't think it matters what receivers you throw out there. Dak is a great quarterback. Yeah, I mean, nine touchdowns to two picks in the last three games. Here's what worries me. At New England, home for Buffalo. At Chicago, home for the Rams. I I don't know if I would feel good about starting him in any of those matchups. I think that you still can. I'm 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 gonna lean that I would look for another option in one quarterback leagues. Randy, kind of be the tiebreaker here. What are you thinking? Um, I think it's just gonna come down to. I mean, I don't really think you're gonna find many streaming options that you like, unless it's maybe Driscoll. I mean, not there's not that many people left out. Yeah, I I, I would rather play Dak than like probably than Tannehill or anyone else, even in those matchups. Yeah, that's fair. Um, speaking of Jeff, Jeff Driscoll, he comes in at number five on the week. Two straight weeks of a top ten finish for uh, the for Jeff Driscoll in the stead of Matt Stafford. Uh, Fifteen for twenty six, two oh nine. Did have two touchdowns. He also added in eight rushes for fifty one yards on the touchdown. So that's kind of why he he finished where he did. It doesn't sound like Stafford's going to play the next couple of weeks. 
at least. Um, Stafford might not play again this year. Where where are you guys at with Driscoll? <laughs> I personally don't know <laughs> um, because it, it's looking more and more like the scheme that the Lions run out there is always going to have a productive quarterback. I mean, I think that there are uh, – shit. I mean, there are tons of backups. D- Deshaun Kaiser might have been able to do this. Um, Jeff Driscoll is nothing special. I, he is playing well, but I think the mixture of the Lions not having a running back, not named both Scarborough, for God's sake, and um, just the scheme that they run out there with the, the two very – high-targeted wide receivers, I, I think that Jeff Driscoll might be startable the rest of the way. I mean, he gets he gets a Washington defense that just gave up uh, 293 yards and four touchdowns to Sam Darnold. Uh, I, I would maybe look to start him. I would hear there. Yeah. All right, moving on here to number six is Arizona's Kyler Murray. 24 for 33 with only 150 passing yards, but added had two touchdowns. Also added in 67 rushing yards and a touchdown. This was a little bit more of going into the season what you expected you would get out of Murray. Not a ton of yards through the air, but his his rushing ability, kind of like Josh Allen, but to even a even more of an extent. Um, I mean, he still threw the ball 33 times. It's just he didn't really air it out that that much. Where and and it's San Francisco's passing defense is a really good defense. Murray was just able to find other ways to get around it. I mean, the the Cardinals were up 16 to nothing in this game. Um, they def they they definitely controlled the tempo early. But you're looking at three straight weeks of Murray scoring over 20 fantasy points. Um, that's and that's off of the two weeks before that scoring six and nine. Um, he's, he goes on the bye week 12, comes out of the bye week 13 at home against the Rams. He gets the next three games after the bye week at home. Is is he a top ten guy for these next these next few matchups? Uh, the Rams one maybe not as much, but I know the rest of his matchups. I'm fine putting him out there, probably top twelve. Just I mean, the rushing floor just saves him no matter what. I I would probably agree with that. He does get Rams, Steelers, Browns, which I'm not too thrilled about any of those matchups. But I mean, I have. Kyler and Carson Wentz in a league, and I think that there's a pretty good chance that I start Kyler in those matchups rather than Wentz, just because of that rushing floor that Randy just talked about. Yeah, I mean he's definitely a name to keep an eye on. He, he, it's possible that he was dropped in a couple in a couple leagues, and like I said, he is going on the bye week twelve, so it, it's it's possible that he gets dropped this week on waivers. So just keep an eye on it. He could help you down the stretch. Christian, I know you feel good about this one because you were behind this guy the entire year coming in. Uh, finishing seventh this week is Sam Darnold. 19 for 30, 293 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. Now, granted, he did get to face the Redskins, who, oh, oh man, are they bad. But four touchdowns in this one when he hadn't thrown more than two this year. And the, the matchups look pretty juicy going forward. Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami. Uh, before Baltimore, and then he finishes off the year in pit, at home against Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Um, this is something we talked about, that uh, Darnold was a guy that you could possibly stream uh, given the right matchup, and he he has a couple good ones. I know that the Raiders, um, Raiders' pass defense has been a little bit better, but um, 
I, I personally don't know where I am with Darnold. I don't think he's going to finish uh, top 10 very often these last couple of weeks. But uh, if you're desperate for a quarterback, he's not a bad stream. I, I think I'd agree with that. I mean, what I, I talked about it a little bit going into this game that the Redskins were middle of the road. They were actually in the top half of the league against quarterbacks. But a lot of that came from that awful, awful mud game where no one was productive and especially quarterbacks. So um, I I think that we could have seen this coming. Um, I don't necessarily know that I was this high on Darnold this week. Randy definitely was. Uh, Randy loved Darnold this week, but um, it was was good. I I was impressed. The pain, just the pain. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight was my boy. Uh, he's going to finish top 12. I know it for now, for a fact now, especially after that second half, Kirk cousins, 29 for 35, 319 yards, three touchdowns. Like he came out in that second half on fire. Uh, teams that have been trailing by 20 or more points at halftime were Oh, and 99. Uh, and, and and the Vikings made it one and 99, which is bonkers, but Kirk cousins, are we on the Kirk cousins QB one train? Are you guys joining me? Uh, I'm the conductor. Woo woo! <laughs> yes, <laughs> probably. I, I will get on that train. Kirk, 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 Kirk. Oh my God! Get out of here, dude. dude. All right, moving on. <laughs> Number nine is this makes us as Browns fans feel a little a little bit better. Was Baker Mayfield 17 for 32, 193 yards, two touchdowns. Also added in a one yard sneak. It, it, you look at these upcoming matchups: home for Miami. At Pittsburgh, home for Cincinnati, at Arizona. This is I talked about it a few weeks back that I didn't want people to give up on Mayfield yet. He's I think he could be a top 12 guy at least for three out of the next four. What do you guys think? Three out of the next four. Doesn't he play Steelers and Ravens in that? No. No, I Miami, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Arizona. So I'm saying oh. I don't think he does it against Pittsburgh, but the next right. Miami, Cincinnati at home, and then add Arizona. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'd I'd love to give my one hundred percent trust in that, but I mean, I I think we should look at this and and think positively, but not necessarily jump to Baker's going to be a top twelve guy, at even against week. those. Yeah, definitely next week. But at home against Miami, a game that I will personally be at. So it, it, it should be fun. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. And rounding it out at number 10, Christian's uh, start in quotation marks of the week. I'm just, I'm just messing. Drew Brees. Uh, it's nice to see him get back on top here. 28 for 35, 228 yards, three touchdowns. Um, he took advantage of a bad, bad, bad Tampa Bay secondary. You, you have to think that more often than not, throughout the rest of the year, this is where Brees is going to stay. And he gets Carolina, Atlanta, and San Francisco as his next three. I still think if you have Drew Brees and you stuck with him this long, you're starting him every week. Yeah. I mean, you almost have to. Like I said, this was going to be a get-right game. It was. uh, There was nothing really preventing him from doing whatever the hell he wanted. I can't believe he had seven incompletions. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. The the only thing I will say, I think he's going to be right around here, but there could be an uptick in rushing going forward here uh, just because Kamara is getting back to full health. So that may 
plummet his numbers just a bit, but even then it may just take away one touchdown. Yeah. No, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Like you said, it does seem like uh, Kamara is starting to get healthy. But at the same time, um, I, I still think that the more often than not, the, the Saints are going to need to throw the ball to win. Yeah. All right, let's move on to running backs. Um, the Carolina Panthers scored, what was it, like three points in this game? And Christian McCaffrey still finished as the overall number one running back. That That's just crazy. I mean, he only had... He only had 14 rushes for 70 yards, but 11 catches for 121 yards. That is bonkers. There's, yep. not, there's, no, there's nothing to say. I mean, he had 14 targets, which is the most targets he's had this year. Uh, he eclipsed 100 rush, uh, receiving yards for the first time this year. But, like, that's, that's outstanding. 30 fantasy points. Had, only had one week in single digits. What else do you say about this guy? Uh, nothing <laughs> it's McCaffrey I, one, one thing that I think we can say is if Cam was the quarterback I don't know that he'd be doing this I don't know that he would be getting 14 targets because yeah, yeah I, 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 because because Kyle they're they're really not trusting Kyle Allen to do much which they so, shouldn't well after that well it was a yeah. it was a fair play I don't worry I've gotten a lot of uh, flack because I've I've a couple of my friends asked me who to start this week. I told him Kyle Allen, and now I feel sad. Yeah. Number two on the week, Mark Ingram. 13 carries for 48 yards, but had three catches for 37 and two touchdowns. That's not production you usually see out of Ingram. Only the second time this year he's had over 35 receiving yards. Um, are you guys taking this game kind of with a grain of salt because of that it all pretty much came through the air? Yeah, yes. I mean he's still he's still only getting the fifteen touches about a game. I'm not. It doesn't make him an RB one. No, I mean uh, at best he, high RB two probably. Yeah, if he doesn't score those two touchdowns, he has a really crappy day. So yeah, I, I'm interested to see where he finishes here. Um, if if Melvin Gordon or, Dar- or Damian Williams are to have a big game here tonight, um, we're recording during that broadcast during the broadcast. Number three uh, running back on the week was Alvin Kamara. 13 rushes for 75 yards. Also added in 10 catches for 47. Uh, he, he fumbled, which um, he would have had even a better day. Still had 21 fantasy points. This is pretty much what you can expect out of Kamara when he's healthy and on the field a lot. I mean, he played 61% of the snaps in this one, and, and he still put up uh, really good stats. Yeah, sixties to percent is usually on the field. Yep. So, I uh, mean, this is yeah, this is Camara. <laughs> I I do get a little nervous with the next couple of matchups. Uh, not necessarily the Atlanta game, but he has Carolina, well, Atlanta in the middle. Well, and then San Francisco third uh, for the next three weeks. So I I think you might want to temper the expectations just a touch. Um, but you can still start Kamara. I mean, it's Alvin Kamara. He's in your lineup. Moving on to number four. Boys, he's back. Todd Gurley, 19 fantasy points, 25 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown, added three catches for 36 yards. This one, it did seem like McVay was doing a had a con- conscious effort to get Gurley the ball. 25 carries is obviously a great number to see. Um, how like are we trusting this? production moving forward 
<laughs> um, yes. Yes, because golf sucks. Yes, exactly. The only thing is, like, the the major upside of Gurley when he was an RB1 the last couple of years or close to it is the the passing work. That I mean, three catches for 36, that's, that's good. That's going to be kind of what you can expect moving forward because Jared Goff really does suck. Um, shout out the guys in my league down here that took that to heart when I said that. But Jared Goff, I mean – he has looked absolutely awful for quite a while now. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I Pe- mean, people have figured out McVay's offense, and he hasn't adapted yet. I well, agree. and and in fairness, this line is hurt and sucks right now. Yeah. How bad do we feel about Tariq Cohen? Is currently the fifth highest running back on the week. Eighteen fantasy points. He only had he had nine rushes for thirty nine yards but caught five passes for 35 yards in the touchdown. Uh, I don't trust Cohen. Uh, this is a game script game. I don't <laughs> see this happening, especially with uh, David Montgomery limited with the ankle. Yeah. I don't think we need to talk much about him. He's probably still going to be sitting on waivers. And yeah, we probably leave him there. No, <laughs> he's going to get picked up and someone else will grab someone that actually helps. Yeah. yeah. Number six on the week, Ezekiel Elliott, 16 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown, added two catches for 28 yards and a walk-in touchdown here. I mean, he touched the ball 18 times, um, which is right on par with what he's been doing. I mean, he touched the ball 20 times against the against the Vikings, but it, it seems like he's, at least this year, he's transitioned to more of a touchdown-dependent running back. If you don't get the touchdown from him, you're not going to get a ton of production, especially in games where Dak's going to throw the ball 40-plus times. Yeah, I mean, why don't we just put the the next guy in, like rope them yeah. in together, and that's that's Tony Pollard, who um, coming into the season, Tony Pollard, we thought that he was going to be a viable replacement for Zeke, and man, that that kid looks good. He, he's out of Memphis. He's fast. He can catch the ball. He can do basically everything Zeke does, and they've been using both of them. So I think you might be. Uh, having some pause with Zeke moving forward. He's probably the best must-own handcuff. If if not Alexander Madison, it's Tony Pollard. Yeah, I can't disagree there. Moving on here, so that Tony Pollard finished seventh. Uh, number eight was Joe Mixon. Mixon in the top ten for his second week in a row. Fifteen carries for eighty-six yards and a touchdown. Uh, caught one pass for seventeen. He looks better. They're 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 trying to get him the ball because Ryan Finley is not good. Um, they're they're trying to give Mixon the ball, and he's starting to do a little bit more with it. It was a more plus matchup against the Raiders, but for for people that that stuck with Mixon, me included, I would probably feel safe throwing him back out there now. Probably, I think it's I think it's still a bit matchup proof. I I do think Finley doesn't look good, so. I mean, I'm not that excited, but he's definitely in the RB2 territory at least. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, moving on to number nine, Gus Edwards. Eight carries for 112 yards and a touchdown, which gave him 17 fantasy points, which put him at number nine. Not much to talk about there. That's not going to happen. He only played 40% of snaps. Um, if Ingram was to get hurt, obviously um, he would be a huge pickup, uh, Gus Edwards. But for now, I would... I think it's probably best to leave him. 
And then rounding out the top 10, Le'Veon Bell uh, played 55% of snaps, 18 carries for 59 yards, did find the end zone, caught two balls for 33. A little bit of a disappointing effort given how well the Jets' offense played, but um, they did want to throw the ball a little bit more with Darnold. He's probably on the RB1 to RB2 border moving forward still. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wide receivers. The top wide receiver on the week with a large 34 fantasy points, John Brown. Nine catches for 137 yards and two touchdowns on 14 targets. That's his highest target total of the year. Christian, I know you're a big John Brown guy. You've been a big John Brown guy. He's clearly looks like Josh Allen's number one option. Yeah, I mean, I saw a stat where he is either third or fourth in percent of a team's total air yards uh, over the course of the last, I want to say, six weeks. Um, And I think the air yards plus Josh Allen plus John Brown equal some pretty positive fantasy days. So I think that you can start John Brown as, at at worst, a wide receiver two moving forward. And I think I've said that for a while now. Yeah, and I mean the next couple of games um, to to accompany Josh Allen's decent uh, decent matchups: Denver, Dallas, Baltimore. So I, I'd still probably feel safer on them out there. Boys, no Gardner, no problem for DJ Chark, number two wide receiver on the week. Eight catches for 104 yards and two touchdowns on 15 targets. That was also his his highest target total of the year: 30 fantasy points. He just looks really good, um, and it it definitely seems like he's. He's one of those second-year breakout guys. Um, it usually takes a second year for wide receivers to come around. And, yeah. I mean, it, he's a safe top-end wide receiver, too, if not a wide receiver one for the rest of the year. Yeah, shout-out, Frank, for giving me DJ Shark and Dynasty for Thielen and a fourth. Feeling pretty good about that right now. I should have never switched Shepard for him. <laughs> oh, man. All right, moving on. Uh, Calvin Ridley, eight catches for 143 yards and a touchdown, 28 fantasy points. I'm going to admit I thought Russell Gage would have a better day. I was wrong. Russell Gage did not finish in the top 10. Calvin Ridley finished third. Um, definitely took advantage of the uh, Falcons doing pretty much whatever they wanted against the Cardinals, uh, not the Cardinals, the Panthers defense. Um, how, how do we, what, what do we see as a ceiling for Ridley the rest of the year? I mean, how I mean. How often is Julio not going to finish in the top 10 and Ridley is? Not often. I agree with that. I think that the ceiling is probably still top 10 because it could happen, but the floor is low. And it's terrifying owning Ridley because you never know when Matt Ryan is just going to look elsewhere. I mean, he did it with Sanu. He could still do it with Gage. I know Gage got a touchdown called back, I want to say. Yeah. and, and that would have made his day look a lot better. But I, I like Ridley is like a, a fairly safe wide receiver, too. And it's the great Michael Jordan once said, the ceiling is the roof. Mm-hmm. And that's what I will leave it at. Moving on, number four on the week, Michael Thomas. Guys, Michael Thomas, he's just really, really good, man. Eight catches for 114 yards and the touchdown. Um, it's his fourth straight game going over 100 yards. He's he leads the league in receptions. Um, I, I believe he leads the league in drops, and there's just nothing to say. He's probably going to finish top five the rest of the year, like every week. Yep, 
100%. And I also saw a stat where he has more receptions than two uh, receiving cores in total. So two whole teams, um, <laughs> two whole teams receivers. So that, that's a pretty positive stat. I would yeah, say. that's crazy. Uh, number five on the week, Michael Gallup. Uh, we've been waiting for, for a couple weeks. He, he, he's shown flashes this year, but this one, he definitely took advantage of Cooper being hobbled a little bit. Nine catches for 148 yards, 13 targets. Um, I probably feel good about the wide receiver two um, projection of Gallup uh, going forward. Uh, what do you guys think? I know it's a couple tough matchups. I talked about it with Zach, with Dak, but if if Cooper isn't able to get right, I, I think Gallup is going to be a huge beneficiary of that. Yeah, I agree. I think this is basically the same lines as Redley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, we might might as well go over Cobb now too. Just the same game. <laughs> yeah, I finished seven, uh, four catches for 115 yards and the touchdown. Um, I I still struggle to think that he's going to have this kind of production. I know we've done he's done it back to back weeks, but again, the matchups coming up aren't great. If you're if you're to fade somebody in this Cowboys offense, I I think it's Cobb. <clears throat> yeah. Uh... I'd pause on that just for one more week. They get the Patriots next, right? That sounds yeah, right. At, at New England. So you have to assume that if Amari's full go, he's shut down, and that means that Dak's looking elsewhere. Um, so I think that Cobb has one more week of this. Maybe not this, but has one more week of solid production. Of relative production. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Uh, so in between was Stefan Diggs. He had five catches, but uh, 121 yards and a touchdown. He only had five targets. Um, that's pretty surprising given the fact that Cousins had to throw pretty much the entire game. Um, no Thielen again. You have to think Thielen is going to come back, but that might actually help Diggs. So the, I, I, it's so hard to trust Diggs as anything more than a mid-tier wide receiver too. But this uh, obviously he's got the big play potential. Yeah, I mean, going into this matchup, this is kind of what I expected, the five targets. I just didn't expect him to catch all of them, have a touchdown and over 100 yards. So I sat him on my bench like a dumbass. <laughs> That's uh, fair. You heard it here first, folks. Christian Williams, not smart. <laughs> all right. Um, number eight, Debo Samuel took advantage of Emmanuel Sanders being questionable coming in. Sanders didn't play a ton. Uh, Debo, eight catches on 10 targets for 134 yards. He's starting to break out as well. He's had eight catches in back-to-back games now, uh, topped 100 yards in both of those. Where where are you guys on Debo? He's good. I'm uh, very happy to have him on my dynasty roster. Breaking news, Debo Samuel <laughs> is good. You heard it here first. Uh, he's. I mean, I know uh, Sanders has been out slash limited in both these two games where he's looked really Good, but I think the emergence of Jimmy G throwing the ball more just means Debo is going to be better. Yeah. Guys, Devontae Parker quietly has put up a pretty good fantasy season. Uh, Seven catches for 135 yards on 10 targets. He currently is the uh, wide receiver 25 in PPR. I think that's going to change once all the numbers come in for this one. Uh, Fitzpatrick is definitely looking his way and the injury to Preston Williams has definitely helped that. It's hard for me to want to trust this Dolphins offense for, to, for the high end fantasy production, but Parker is a really, really good wide receiver three. 
I yeah, I mean, he's uh I would say a low too. Like I'd be comfortable with him in my lineup almost every week. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you're you probably have more uh, risk factor than me, but I, I don't blame you there. And rounding out the top 10, Marvin Jones. Four catches for 43 yards, did find the end zone twice uh, on five targets. Kenny Galladay was was kind of taken out of the game in this one. Um, kind not, of. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's not much to say about this. I don't, I, I don't trust Marvin Jones, really. I mean, he, he scored a touchdown on half of his catches. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's, that's what he does, though, man. I think that the Lions scheme is to just go after whoever the hell is they think is the best matchup. Sometimes it's going to be Galladay, and sometimes it's going to be Marvin Jones, and that's what sucks about having those two receivers because Marvin Jones has had so many wide receiver one weeks that just really shit on my parade as a Kenny Galladay owner. Yeah, and I mean, we were both really high on Kenny Galladay going into this year, and there's been the crazy weeks, but there's been the really disappointing weeks, and it's never really been both. Um, it's never really been both receivers a lot. It's it's been one of the two. But was, I I think and I think Galladay is the more talented of the two, so Galladay is the one I would probably trust more. Guys, moving on to tight end, you know who has more tight end one finishes this year than. Kel- Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Zach Ertz combined. Is it Ryan Griffin? It's Ryan Griffin. It's Ryan Griffin. Five catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. Tight end one. Are you kidding me? Hey, major shout out to Randy. He called this. I was nervous about it in our uh, DraftKings lineup. And Randy was like, why are you nervous, man? And I said, I don't know. And uh, Randy was right. Because so, you're a logical human being. That's why you would be nervous about Ryan <laughs> hey. Griffin. Fantasy is not just about logic. It's also about taking the shots. Yes. Which I do better than anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number two on the week for tight ends, Zach Ertz. Back-to-back weeks in the top ten. Nine catches for 94 yards. So that's that's positive there. I was personally under the impression that the the Patriots were going to take him out of the game. But, I mean, that's still a really good production, especially for a tight end, seeing that I mean, we got other guys in here that had two to three catches and still finished in the top ten. So, um, I mean, it's if you're an Ertz owner, you definitely feel good about the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Why don't we just go down to number seven and talk about Dallas Goddard? Uh, He hey three catches. Yeah, I mean, he snuck in to the top ten. I I was. I was pleased with it. This is what I expected, except maybe a little bit more of that Earth production going Goddard's way is what I expected. But I mean, I'm happy with Goddard as a, a tight end one this week. I streamed him. I am, am feeling the reward for that. So <laughs> good, good for me. Good for you. Pat, on, pat on my own back. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph uh, may officially be back. Uh, the th- the third best tight end on the week. Five catches for 67 yards and a touchdown. He has four touchdowns in the last three weeks. Um, he has a total of 12 catches, but three touchdowns. How are we feeling? Uh, Randy, go ahead, please. <laughs> Wait, once, Thielen, snaps. once Thielen's back, I don't really trust it. Most of his snaps are blocking. 
Yeah, so we only do the top 10, but the number 11 tight end is Irv Smith Jr. He was on the field for 81% of snaps. He did catch a touchdown, which is why he's there. Uh, he had three catches, which is what all these bottom – Yay! <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had more catches than the number 9 and number 10 tight end. Uh, I think Irv Smith is getting a bump up once the Allen's back. True. Um I do think I do think it's real that Cousins is looking to Rudolph in the red zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on to number four, uh, Mark Andrews he caught all four of his targets for seventy-five yards and a touchdown. Um, he was he was pretty much wide open down the middle, and uh, uh, Jackson hit him. He's probably going to finish around the top ten every week. You're you're starting him just based on you probably don't have somebody else, but. I don't know if you can always rely. He seems, at least for now, he's a touchdown-dependent tight end. Um, but obviously, you'll take this kind of performance. Well, and he's the number three on the year, so you have to start him if you have him. Yeah, right. Yeah. My honorary tight end start of the week, Ross Dwelly. Four catches, 14 yards, two touchdowns. Because it's the Cardinals, he finished top five. George Kittle should be back. Don't pick him up. Just, just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about number six? Uh, didn't you like OJ Howard this week? Oh man, you, you like the wrong one. Well, I, I I I I tend to like receivers or tight ends, not ones that you know catch the ball at their chest that lead to interceptions. Yeah, OJ Howard sucks. So number six is Cameron Braid. <laughs> he did have he Braid had ten catches for seventy three yards on fourteen targets. I feel like. Bruce Arians did this just to spite O.J. Howard. Like, hey, we're going to target Cameron Brait 14 times. Screw you, O.J. I don't think it's out of the question that Cameron Brait's just a better tight end than O.J. Howard. It's uh, As much I mean, as I don't want to agree with that, it's really hard to look at the contrary here. Yeah, it's sad. It is. Let's move on. Number eight, Darren Waller had five catches for 78 yards. Looked a little bit better in this one. I, I, this was a low-scoring game between Oakland and Cincinnati, so there wasn't a ton of production. But uh, this is kind of the floor that you expect from Waller, five to six catches, almost 100 yards. So obviously you're starting him every week too. Now, let's combine 9 and 10 together and be equally sad when we talk about them. Uh, they, Jared Cook and Dawson Knox finished at 9 and 10 respectively with a combined four catches for 65 yards and two touchdowns. They each had a touchdown. Both almost had the exact same stat line, and I feel gross just saying that. Welcome it, to tight ends. It is kind of disappointing that Jared Cook couldn't have a better day because the Tampa Bay matchup was really good, um, and and he wasn't able to do much with it. You guys know my feeling on Jared Cook. Yeah. And, yeah. This is this is why when Christian said, I'm nervous about Griffin, I said, why? Because <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. literally could do this, and we'd have been fine. That is true. He, he would have finished right there. Um, so I, I see we, we did put the top five scoring defenses in here. Um, Randy, I believe that's what these numbers are, right? Yes. Okay. So the Falcons, the Saints, the Browns, the 49ers, and the Ravens were the top five defenses. Of these five, I think moving forward, the Browns defense probably has some of the better matchups to want to go against. I know, yes, they did lose Miles Garrett. We're not going to get into that here. But regardless, I think that the matchups against Miami, Cincinnati, Arizona, from a defensive standpoint, those are probably ones you want to take advantage of. 
Agreed. And yeah. I I only put this really in here to talk about the Browns and the Falcons. Just the Falcons, since they switched the play caller on defense. They're the best two, defense ever. Two really good weeks. Close to the best ever, but not quite there yet. All right, let's take a look or let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's get into a couple of disappointments. All right. So for the uh for a couple of disappointments, just a couple of guys I want to highlight on. We talked about him a little bit ago. It was it's Kenny Galladay. Um he did only have in uh I'm sorry, I'm trying to pull it up here because we didn't really prepare for this. I just want to talk about a couple of guys. Um he only caught one pass for 34 yards, and he only had five targets. Um, we've touched on him a lot. Better days are coming. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you, Christian's kind of given his thoughts. Randy, how do you feel about Galladay? I mean, I love his talent, but I'm not going to. This was a kind of a rough matchup against Dallas. They focused in on Galladay. I think if he gets a really good matchup, I'm fine with him. But with Driscoll, it's kind of hard to tell what's going to happen. That's fair. Um, Leonard Fournette, only eight carries for 23 yards, was able to salvage it with seven catches for 34. Now, granted, the Colts were up early and often in this game, and the Jaguars needed to throw. How, what are your guys' feelings on Fournette? Uh, this was, I feel like this was more game script than anything else. Yeah, ga- game script and Colts' rush defense is good. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 11 carries for only 26 yards, uh, did find the end zone, so that obviously helped his day. And he only had five catches for 31. This is another one where the Broncos were just up big early, and um, we talked about it, that Cousins needed to bring that team back. So he, Cook is still an RB1. You're still trusting him every week. How about Devin Singletary? Um, he, I, he did have 75 yards on 15 carries, but only caught one pass. Didn't find the end zone. If you started him in a great, great matchup against Miami, you were pretty disappointed. Yeah, I feel like I would have liked more passing work, but as like a dynasty owner, I'm happy with the touch count. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say I'm not happy when half the times he's played, he's gotten three touches. And boys, how the mighty have fallen. Allen Robinson. Four catches for 15 yards on six targets. Uh, he, he's now had 15 or less yards in two of the last three weeks. Yeah, I mean, he was one of my sits of the week, I want to say, if I remember correctly. Uh, we kind of knew this was going to happen. I I don't really view it as a disappointment because I tried to warn people not to put him in their lineups. So Yeah, it, uh, if it's going to continue to be Trubisky behind center for that team, you have to significantly dra- downgrade the other weapons in that offense. It'll be Cam Newton next year, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Cam Newton or Dan- your boy, Andy Dalton. Yeah, very true. Oh, man. Can you imagine going from Mitch Trubisky to Andy Dalton? It's a significant upgrade. Yeah. Uh, okay, Sure. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's it for our week eleven recap. You guys got anything to add? No, uh, I see Tyreek Tyreek Hill's probably out for the game, so maybe this uh, be a little bit closer game than I expected. But I just want to get to watching this game. To be honest with you. <laughs> and I mean, has has anything really happened yet? I, feel I believe little... it's three nothing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And a missed field goal. Yeah, I I did say that this was kind of a trap game. It might not turn out that way, but so far a quarter in, it's looking like it. Gross. Yeah, I mean in the league in the league where I had to start Philip Rivers, I got no shot anyway. So I'm probably gonna end up feeling bad about my uh, quarterback start of the week. But hey, such is life, right, guys? Such is life. Better Christians. Yeah, Kyle Allen. Is this? Christian, do you want to talk him as about him as one last disappointment? Uh, no, because I should have seen it coming. Um, I don't know why I made him my start of the week. I pivoted from Drew Brees, who's a top ten quarterback, to Kyle Allen, who's really kind of incompetent. Um, I I was so sad watching that game, though, man. Like he had shown that he can throw the ball against the freaking Packers, and then the Falcons come in and just. That looked like the Patriots. That third interception, that third interception that he threw, he threw that ball ten yards over DJ Moore's head. Yeah, he looked like Jameis Winston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't good. Um, that, that boys, I think that's a pretty good note to end on here. <laughs> Agreed. Yep. That'll that'll end the Kyle Allen carries the the Panthers into the future discussions. I didn't, well. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Right. So dumb. All right, so uh, you guys should be able to catch us again on Thursday. We will get in. We will bring you our starting six in week twelve. Uh, we'll preview the games, and we're also going to give you. Uh, we're going to give bring you some apologies. Uh, the three of us are going to come up with some guys that we are willing to admit we're wrong about, um, whether positively or negatively. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to say Derrick Henry. I don't want to say Derrick Henry. I don't want to say Derrick Henry. So I'm not going to say Derrick Henry. I apologize for nothing. Fair, Mm-mm. but I don't. Know I'm, ride, I'm riding this. That I'm, I'm riding the bet till week seventeen. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just letting that ride. Not looking great, but we'll see. Um, all right, boys. Anything else? No, no. Uh, go everyone except for all right. <laughs> well, on that note, for Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys Thursday. We gone.